morning. How are you guys? Not to get into this story. Alright. So, get into it. Watch off radio, live at 4K. Once again, thank you for the 5,000 subscribers. Let the show begin. Uh, hit the like button to push this through the algorithm. And um, let's get into it once again. Fair use. Cops are wild, man. Cops are wild. A viral video involving a Prince George's County police officer. Yeah, just 30 minutes ago, we learned that the officer seen in the video hugging a woman and then getting into the back of his police car with her has been suspended. And the post has been viewed millions of times, and it is getting a lot of reactions. Yeah, Rafael Sanchez Cruz is live from South Lawn Neighborhood Park in Oxon Hill, where this all took place. And Rafael, what else are you learning about this encounter here? Lorenzo Leslie, it's getting a lot of reaction, a lot of questions, people wondering if that officer was on duty when this all took place. And like you mentioned, in the last half hour, uh, Prince George's County Police spokesperson confirmed that officer Francesco Martel has been suspended from his duties as their internal affairs unit continues their investigation into his conduct and what took place in that viral video. Now, let me walk you through those images. The man who shot the video says it all happened here yesterday around 7 p.m. at the South Lawn Park in Oxen Hill near Oxen Hill High School. At first, you can see the Prince George's County police officer's arms wrapped around the woman's waist, and it appears that he kisses her on the head. Officer Marlette, who is in uniform, then walks with his arm around her shoulder. She attempts to open the Prince George's County police. This is in broad daylight. Broad daylight with kids around. He didn't care. All right. And um, it it has to be because I was watching a live stream on this. And yeah, I agree with the person who was saying that there was a police shortage. There has to be because you can't be this brazen. Okay, if there's no shortage, you don't fear any consequences. It has to be that. Otherwise, he would be fired already police car door, which is locked. He unlocks it for her and she proceeds to get in the back of the cruiser and he follows and closes the door. This is all going on as children are seen running in the park and according to neighbors, there were several families with kids present when this was all taking place. Now, this viral video has prompted others to share a similar situation at another Prince George's County Park. A woman exits a silver car that seems to be similar to the vehicle seen in the first video and she proceeds to get in the back of the Prince George's County Police SUV 6077. The police department posted on their social media accounts that they were aware of that video earlier today and that they have opened the investigation to determine the circumstances into the incident. But that's really all we've gotten so far. That woman has not been identified in the relationship between the officer and the woman has yet to be revealed. Of course, we'll stay on top of it and hopefully. But it gets worse. It gets worse. Want to know how? Let me show you. Okay, let me show you. 
Okay, the fallout continues for one Prince. Fair use, by the way. Georges County police officer caught on camera and in uniform getting cozy with a woman before sleeping and slipping into the back seat. Of He's married of his cruiser. Now, this all happened in the middle of the day at a park just feet from where children were playing. Fox Five's Bob Barter is live this morning in Oxon Hill with a story that has gained national attention, Bob. Yeah, it sure has, Marissa. We are at South Lawn Neighborhood Park here in Oxon Hill, not far from the uh, MGM Grand Hotel and Casino. This incident happened on Monday in this park while there were children here. It was recorded and shared on TikTok, eventually on Twitter. We can show you the video. Uh, this was obviously during the day. The officer there in uniform, not sure if he was on duty, but his name is Francesco Marlette. Uh, he has been suspended because Prince George's County police have seen this video, shared something like uh, three million times on social media. Police have launched an internal affairs investigation. They have suspended the officer. Uh, his a woman who says she is the officer's wife uh, has posted on Facebook that this is not a stranger, this woman, but his mistress, um, and that she's gotten a lot of love from people who have seen the video like she has and uh, is upset not only for herself, but for her children, the officer's wife. We had a chance to ask the state's attorney here in Prince George's County, Aisha Braveboy, whether this uh, behavior, which again is the subject of a police investigation, could rise to the level of a crime. The difficult thing is when you are picking up things in a camera, they're somewhat one-dimensional, so you're only seeing it. You don't know the emotion, you don't know the conversation, the circumstances, and so that's why um, police departments uh, have general orders on how officers should conduct themselves while in uniform, while, you know, using, utilizing their cruisers to prevent these types of incidents from happening. But at this point, we have no reason to believe there's anything um, criminal that occurred at this point is an investigation of the department. Now, this same officer you see there was suspended by Prince George's County Police in 2016. That was after he was indicted for allegedly uh, beating his girlfriend's three-year-old child unconscious. Uh, those charges were ultimately dropped. They were ultimately dropped. That, that is insane. That is insane. Okay. And I saw the video with the uh, the father, you know, talking about it. This man, you know, could have killed that, that man's child. And he would have been right to defend, you know, to, to fight off that dude. Okay. Men, we, we really have to be careful who we have kids with. We really do. Because you don't know after that relationship ends, who's going to be the next man in her life. Okay. Well, let's look into other things about Prince George, about the Prince George Police Department. Let's look into that. Okay. Fair use once again.
now under review tonight. And according to our Steve Pickett, this all happens after a military veteran says he was dismissed and then ridiculed. While serving as a sergeant in the United States Army, I was deployed to Afghanistan, Kuwait, and Iraq, where I sustained low extremity life-threatening injuries. Danell Lane spent an afternoon telling his story to members of Dallas's I'm sorry, this is the wrong one. Um, I hit the wrong one, so my bad. Let me get to the story that I was going to show you guys. Okay. This is it. Okay, this is the story. Here it is. Fair use once again. Even when it comes to policing their own. In a story you'll see only on four, a current Prince George's County officer has agreed to tell his story about the backlash he says he faced after reporting another officer for assaulting a handcuffed teen. Investigative reporter Tracy Wilkins has been following this case for years now, and she joins us with an exclusive update. Tracy. Well, Officer Michael Browns is here. Thing when he reported Corporal Daryl Warmoth for use of force violations, but Brown says he wasn't prepared for what came next. An investigation that yielded a trove of text messages Warmoth exchanged with fellow officers that were not only racist in nature, but exposed what some county officials say was a call to abandon Brown and others in the line of duty. Brown says even worse, his own department hasn't done enough to support and protect whistleblowers like him. And this is the, you know, the moronic stuff that goes on, you know, with people saying, oh, you got to back the blue, you know, you got to back the blue. And you don't understand why people are saying there's police brutality, why people are fed up with cops. This is one of the reasons, okay? These cops have quantitative immunity, which allows them to do whatever they want, with however they please, okay? And people pay the price. Even those within the department that want to get the crooked cops out, they risk their lives. They risk their livelihood. They risk their family's safety. Okay. I remember about a, a black female officer. She had to pounce on her white, white male officer to get him off a black suspect that was already in handcuffs. She gets fired. He gets promoted. And she had to fight like hell to get her pension. And finally, she was reinstated, okay? Finally. And I believe the guy who was choking out, trying to kill that black suspect, I think he got punished for it. But this is the nonsense, you know, that goes on in the police department. This code of silence that you could be racist and do whatever you want. And the black cops are just supposed to shut up and let you do whatever you want. And if you dare to stand up to a crooked cop, and God help you, if you're white and you want to stand up to, um, you know, fellow white cops who are racist, you really put yourself in danger. Guardian, we got him inside running down Davis Avenue. This Prince George's County Police Chopper video shows officers responding to a call for help in October 2020. We go to assist an officer who 
goes over the radio channel and says, I have one running. Second officer approaching. Corporal Michael Brown said that's his partner, Thomas Lester, stopping a person matching the description of an armed suspect. He's pretty compliant, get him in handcuffs, walking him back to the car. Then it's officer walks up. By officer, he means Corporal Daryl Warmoth. This police helicopter video shows the beginning of what Warmoth did next. He chokes him. It starts with a, like a throat jab, open-handed throat jab to the neck, and he grabs him around the neck and pulls him away from another officer. Brown says the teenager, then 17-year-old Kayvon Hines, cried out. Y'all gonna let him do that to me. Um, and at that point, um, it kind of grabbed. To me, it's just like, I'm sorry, I, I kind of have a hard time feeling sorry for the corporal because the minute that that dude decided to do a throw punch, when the guy was already, the young team was already handcuffed, you should have jumped in and fought off that white cop. You should have fought him off. There didn't even have to go to that point that that kid had to say, you're going to let him do this to me. You should have been gonna just turn into a warrior and start beating the brakes off that racist, psychopathic cop with a badge. And this is the problem, man. You got black men afraid of white men. I said it. I said it. You got white white people who work with white people, black people who work with white people, black men, and you're afraid of these white men who want to be racist. You cannot let them get away with this. You cannot do it. This is not right. You can't be talking Black Lives Matter. You can't be talking, oh, you're brave and all this stuff, but you can't stand up to a racist superior or a fellow colleague who's white and racist. So what if you lose your job? You get your respect and you show that you're not going to, even if they dare try to be racist, you have a case. You have a case. Uh, at my heart. Turns out Kayvon wasn't the suspect, but what Warmoth did. I think everyone on scene was shocked that witnessed it. Everyone may have been shocked, but only Brown and Lester reported Warmoth for use of force violations, according to court documents. We're trained not to put any kind of hands on anyone's neck. Warmoth was eventually charged in a criminal investigation and convicted of second-degree assault and misconduct. But it was something investigators found on Warmoth's cell phone during the case that led to new concern. There were several uh, text messages that were very disturbing. Prince George's County State's Attorney Aisha Brave Voice says subpoena text between Warmoth and other current and former Prince George's officers revealed racist comments, some made public in his trial, like this text from Warmoth, where he and fellow officer Anthony Brook discuss an investigation involving black Prince George's County officers. Warmoth called them effing animals and said, black people in a white man's job. Brook replies, yep. Or this one, where Warmoth texts a different officer. God forbid we make a black person look bad or expose them here for what they are. I was very concerned that knowing that there were racist individuals in our department that we were putting our citizens at. Tim Scott would say, America is not a racist nation. Show them this video when you have a Republican trying to say it's not a racist nation or a black Republican saying it's not a racist nation. Show them this video. So concerned, brave. The worst is the fact that our economy is going through the tubes. The dollar is losing its value. Food shortages are going up. Okay. Prices are going up for food. 
it's really going to be no man's land. You know, it's said to go to get extremely worse when it hits 2024. Black people better wake the hell up. Okay? And start mobilizing and start. I'm talking about the black people who don't commit crimes. Start mobilizing. Okay? And start forming a network to hold these animals accountable behind bad badges. Those of you who have money, <clears throat> get yourself some good lawyers that will help in this case. In these types of cases. We had to you had the unity to stand up when it came to the Alabama boat brawl, take that same energy and start making making these people respect you, okay? Start forming coalitions that are legitimate. Find you some lawyers that would help in these situations, that will help black officers to get the justice and protection that they need when they're standing up against this juggernaut of white supremacy behind badges, behind the cloth of a judge, behind these school teachers, behind these people in the LA Sheriff's Deputy Department, the banditos, the executioners, the jump out boys who are going around and brutalizing blacks. And this should be nationwide. Start small and this should be nationwide because these people behind badges, these white supremacists, when things go really to pot, they're going to have open season on black people. Boys sent this letter in May of 2021 to the county executive and police department telling them she will no longer sponsor these officers as witnesses, saying they're no longer credible. The text also made clear how Warmoth and some others felt about Brown and his partner Lester, calling the officers snitches and other derogatory terms. Then in February of 2021, a different officer who the I-team confirmed is no longer with the force asked Warmoth for the ID numbers for the officers he said snitched. Court records show the county accused some of the texting officers of conspiring to not back up Brown's squad. Officers call that a code red. What is a code red? The sad thing is this stuff is in NYPD as well. Liberal states got this too. You snitch on them, they will leave you in a situation to get hurt or worse. If you snitch, if you don't back that blue wall of silence, you're in trouble. Essentially, you're saying they're on their own. You're, you're leaving someone vulnerable. Despite court records showing the department did pursue action against the officers, Brown says no one told him about the possible threat to his safety. He learned about that through department gossip. Brown said he went to his executive command in April of 2021 requesting a transfer and was offered desk duty alongside some of the same officers who had sent the concerning text. I just felt betrayed. He declined and said he wasn't moved off patrol for seven more months. My safety wasn't, I don't feel like it was being uh, regarded as a priority. Warmoth's attorney declined comment, as did Brooks' attorney, but court records show Brooks sued the department for trying to fire him as a result of the messages and won 
in a lower court, with the judge ruling his personal texts were protected by his First Amendment rights. He's still working at the police department as the county appeals that decision. Police Chief Malik Aziz wasn't yet with the force during Warmoth's choking incident, but he was there for his trial. In this internal email that he sent to officers after Warmoth's conviction, Aziz wrote, it is so important for all of us to remember that new legislation and laws are changing the way we police and the magnifying glass that we are under as police officers is 24-7. He goes on to say that his support for his officers is unwavering, but he does not specifically mention his support for the whistleblowers in the case or whistleblowers at all. The IT team requested an interview with Aziz, but the department declined and sent us this statement. Since I took over the department, we have made it clear that we do not tolerate racism within the department or officers who abuse the trust of the community, and we have consistently worked to hold officers accountable. The chief also said once the department became aware of alleged threats and retaliation, those threats were immediately investigated and several officers linked to the allegations were suspended. Suspended? Fired. They need to be fired. Meanwhile, Brown was still out on patrol. Unless you protect the protectors, you're not going far enough. Attorney Don Quinn represented Brown for the purposes of this interview. Officer Brown is out there every day putting his life on the line for the citizens of PG County. And if he can be treated like this, you as a citizen of PG County can also be treated like this. In fact, you are even more at risk because you don't even have a uniform on. Brown's partner, who declined an interview with News 4, has left the department. Brown says he doesn't know what his future on the force will be. Do you regret turning in that officer? Not at all. Not, not at all. Now, we pressed Prince George's police for weeks for an interview, and it was only just before this story was set to air that they sent us statements about how they responded to all of this. They say their chain of command did speak with Brown and pledged its support. Brown agrees that some higher-ups did support him, but says what executive command did not do is alert him to the danger, tell him what was in those texts or what it meant for his safety. Brown says that even now he's working alongside an officer who participated in some of those derogatory exchanges hmm. that you heard there. I just can't imagine what that's like to have to work next to somebody who was levying those kinds of statements. Why didn't he fight the, uh, the higher up and said, I'm not working with him. I'm not working with him. You really gotta be having eyes in the back of your head now. You really do because White supremacy is alive and well, even though the Republican sellouts will tell you otherwise. Let's get into another story. I'll bring out that story now. Crazy, man. Just absolutely insane. Fair use. The actions of some Dallas police officers now under review tonight, and according to our Steve Pickett, this all happens after a military veteran says he was dismissed and then ridiculed. 
while serving as a sergeant in the United States Army. I was deployed to Afghanistan, Kuwait, and Iraq, where I sustained low-extremity, life-threatening injuries. Danelle Lane spent an afternoon telling his story to members of Dallas's Police Oversight Board, and he explained why. Please hear me when I ask all to make change so no one with a disability will endure what I had to endure. Lane told members he is a disabled vet, but an injury of disrespect and disregard, he said, came when he was not allowed to use the bathroom of this Deep Ellum pizza parlor. Two DPD officers working security inside that parlor apparently dismissed his disability claim. And when Lane called 911, this was the recorded response from two other officers. What are you guys problem with that one I had to endure urine and bowel leakage while inside the restaurant. As the United States Army retired sergeant, I had to hire expectations from the city. The police department originally determined the officers inside this pizza parlor did nothing wrong. Now, there's an ongoing investigation. Including a formal review by the police oversight board. And it is absolutely... Racism don't exist, right? Racism don't exist. Appalling. Because I got friends who are in the same situation. And that absolutely turned my stomach. <laughs> The video, Danelle Lane believes, records officer conduct that disrespects citizens. And this will get worse. This will get worse. Because when, like I said, when we, when the economy crashes, all these cops ain't going to follow the law. They're going to look the other way and find some way to abuse their power to get resources. And this is a female cop laughing too. She should know better. Especially seeing female being females being victims of crime. She should she should know better. That man had a lot of self-control, a lot of self-control to put up with that. A lot. All right. Let's get into this uh the sad, unfortunate story of the one chip challenge. sophomore took part in the one chip challenge eating a single tortilla chip seasoned with some of the world's hottest peppers at school last week they say he died several hours later it just pauses you for a moment there you know makes you question what is going on how did this happen father jonathan slavinskis prayed with harris's family during this unthinkable loss no one wants the weight of this pain upon their hearts and they have a weight 
While officials say it's too early to know if the chip contributed to Harris's death, doctors say when people ingest capsaicin, an ingredient found naturally in the peppers used on the chip, side effects can be dangerous. Sometimes we see people that will have a lot of chest pain or they'll experience things like palpitations as well. So a whole variety of issues that we're seeing with this um, one chip challenge. As they begin processing his death, Harris's friends, teammates and coaches are honoring his life. So my whole thought process was, you know, how do we honor him? And it's through the game that he loved. Now the team will be holding a charity basketball event this Saturday for Harris's family. And this is the chip involved in that challenge. On the back of the box, there's a clear warning that this is not intended for children. We reached out to the company that makes this chip, Pocky, but haven't heard back. Sad. A lot of people doing these challenges, it's just, you got to quit that stuff, man. It isn't. It isn't worth it. It really isn't. Because these challenges, you know, people have lost their lives over it. All right. So now we're going to check about how overseas can't escape racism, especially in South Korea. Let's check it out. So, I see you. Wait, ah! Do you hear the music? They play a nigga music and they're saying no. Nigga, don't fucking touch my phone. Look. Oh, you hate women? He hates. He hates females. You playing my shit. You're playing my music, you bastard. See, the problem is, is like you claim this music, all right? You're claiming a music that is degenerate and all around the world, it is showing black people and black women in a bad light, okay? So these people may like your music, but they don't like you. And that is what's causing the racism overseas. A lot of people are saying, well, hip hop is inspirational and it's all over the world. The reality is these rappers just care about the fact they're getting money in different currencies. They're getting to sleep with different women. That's it. They don't they could care less if they are producing a negative image in the minds of foreigners all over the world. They don't care. Okay? And you have a lot of people saying, rap, hip-hop is a culture, man. You got to respect the black culture. This is not culture. Culture was the black renaissance. Culture was listening to opera music, black opera singers, Duke Ellington, okay? Classical music, that's culture. Not this hip hop music twerking, um, you know, side chick, side dude culture, dressing half naked, twerking on restaurant tables, twerking in churches, twerking at basketball games, that's not culture. That's degeneracy. Have you noticed that most of the movies with black people in it, it's rare that they are, you know, shown as inventors, civilized people. Okay. It's always athletes, gangsters, murderers, drug dealers, woman beaters. Do you notice that? 
and that type of image is put into the minds of foreigners? Do you wonder why blacks are hated overseas? It's because of that. Hollywood is the one that is making it very hard for blacks overseas. Every ethnic group in Hollywood, they're portrayed in a different light. But when it comes to black people, they always have to be portrayed as gangsters. They always got to be portrayed as alphabet. They always got to be portrayed as some degenerate behavior, or they always from jumping from man to man, woman to woman. Having multiple kids by different women. And this is how it plays out. Nobody wants people like that around them in their country. They may like the music, but they don't like them. And this is what's being showed. Oh, you're hitting me. That's my music. That music is degeneracy. That's why they're throwing you out of the club. Let's go. Wait. I'm in Daegu. They're playing black music and they're racist. Yeah, they could do that. It's their country. And they're racist. Okay, but you can't really do anything because you're in a foreign country, which is mostly Asian, and they're not gonna, they don't have to treat you any other way. Basketball players who play in D leagues, they go over to places Asian country, Asian countries, and they're called the N word. Unfortunately, that's how it is. Blame hip hop. Blame those movies where blacks are degenerates. Blame those movies like Medea. Don't want to hear that, but. That's the truth. That's why it's a hard, it's, it's really hard for blacks overseas because that's what's portrayed. That I remember I did a video, okay, of a, a black woman who from Africa, and it was she was saying that immigration, they show videos of how black people look on screen and they're portrayed as gangsters and they, their immigration officers don't hang with African-Americans. They're this, they're that. That's the culture. And this is the culture that black people, not all, but you have African-Americans from the hood, from the hood because not all African-Americans come from the hood and they like hood culture, but the hood culture wants to be like, this is, this is what we like. This is what we want to, you know, this is what we celebrate. We want to be, proud that we're gangsters and hip-hops and look how you're portrayed in other countries you're not portrayed well you're portrayed in the worst way possible as degenerates criminals people that nobody wants to be around let's get into this story with the brick lady again some stuff I want to show. Okay. Let's go into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fair use. And my face with a brick, and all these black men just watch, and they don't give a fuck. Yeah, this man, this man hit me, fucking grabbed a rock, and it hit me in my fucking face, and I would have given him my number. And all y'all just fucking watch. Y'all see, see that shit? Y'all see that shit? What do y'all want y'all to do? I want y'all to be a man. I want y'all to be a man and fucking do something. The problem is, is just the fact you did say men are not providers. Okay, women are the providers. I don't agree with what that man did. I don't. Um, talking to someone on Facebook about the situation, finding out more, she just this person here decided to go and film, uh, you know, trying to shame men for not protecting a win. She could have gotten the description, kept that image of this man in her mind, and called the police. Why didn't she call the police? Shaming these men doesn't is not going to do anything. Another thing is like you got hit with a brick. Are these men supposed to risk getting hit with a brick too? Are you going to pay their medical bills if they get hit with a brick? I'm just asking. Once again, with Tyrone Muhammad, he stepped up when black women complained that they were being abused by these by this Asian salon owner. Okay, he went up there with a brick himself and smashed and vandalized that Asian salon owner's establishment. Cops were called. He got arrested. Guess what? Where those black women were? Those black women were right up there in that salon the next day. That's where they were. The next day, they were back up in that salon. Okay, the only thing Tyrone got, Tyrone Muhammad got was, thank you, Tyrone, but they still going to go about their business, getting abused by that same Asian salon owner and still getting serviced while getting abused. That's what I'm talking about. There was another situation where a man saw another man beat on his girlfriend. He tries to jump in. That man beating on his girlfriend uh, deletes that dude. And that woman goes back with her abuser. That man's left dying. Y'all gonna let a man hit me in my face. Man, fuck all y'all niggas. Have I ever done to anybody in my life to deserve this? I never did anything in my life to hurt anybody. feel bad for her. I really do. I really feel bad for her. Now, let's get into what this guy who uh, said in the video that um, he was there when it all went down. Okay. He said he was there. And um, this is a lot more. What else he had to say? 
Fair use, by the way. Like this whole situation, it wasn't even about a number. You gotta realize it, it was late at night. Everybody's drinking, having fun. Like I said, like she, she likes praying. This guy doesn't seem like he's lying. All right. I'll say this. If he is, he's really dumb because that's a lawsuit. Playing pranks on people, trying to get a rise out of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, that's what she does. And, um, for example, like, even, like, my Ethiopian friends who I was there with knows, like, especially, like, she's really, uh, she's a big, big, big advocate for the LBGT community, which I think is really great. But she tried to sometimes, especially in her community, what what I've seen firsthand, she trying to provoke people with that because you know most Africans they're not with that if that makes sense. You understand? Know they're not with it, so she tried to provoke people, and that's what happened. In the situation it had nothing to do with her, um, somebody her refusing to give somebody her phone number. No, that that wasn't the case. It was more of her always provoking and and and. In person, I have seen her I, when I was around her before. I have seen her literally talking down on men, and I've also seen her making videos talking down on men. So she, so she have no respect for men whatsoever, and that's why most people were surprised when she got hit. She's talking about how come nobody is, um, nobody, nobody is um defending her, and and some. And that's the thing, though, too. You have no respect for men, but you want men to protect you. So you want men to be a disposable superhero. That's the thing. You're saying men are not protectors, not providers, but yet you need their provision and protection at the same time when you're in danger. This is a reality check for women who think like this, okay? Feminism, okay, does not work in the real world. Like I said before, the U.S. dollar is fading away. It's losing its value. Prices are going up. Food is getting expensive. People are becoming homeless day by day. You're going to need a strong man to be by your side, or at least as a friend. Women are going to need that. Women are going to understand how how useless feminism really is. Okay? Feminism, feminism, let me just say this. Feminism is for white women only. I'm going to say it again. Feminism is for white women only. Elizabeth Stanson never thought of non-white women to be equal with black women. The whole purpose of feminism was for white women to be equal to white men, not all women being equal to their ethnic counterparts, ethnic male counterparts. That was never about it. It was for white women and white women's rights. Non-white women were just a tool, a means to an end to accomplish that. In Elizabeth Stanton's day, when women marched, the black women marched in the back. The white women marched in the front. Gloria Steinem disrespected black women, had her black puppet, to a 20-year-old, to be the voice and the, and the leading march for black feminism. A 20-year-old, three years from 17. Disrespected Harriet Tubman, said a whole bunch of things about black men. How are you for black unity? How is she supposed to be helping the family when she was tearing black women and black men apart? Gloria Stein was a CIA operative. Look her up. Okay. 
It doesn't help women. Don't get me wrong. I'm for women's rights, the right to vote, the right to defend themselves, the right not to be harassed on the job. <clears throat> for women's rights, women are human. But I am not for uh, feminism, which is really just a sister to white supremacy. Okay. White women back then, when they were feminists, they even had their own clan. They owned slaves. These feminists owned slaves. Okay. It was that stuff brainwashes uh, women of color to want to oppress men, to want to have all the rights. Basically, you ever notice that with these feminists, they want the right to, to sleep around, but they don't want the consequences of it. They want the right to choose. And if they get pregnant, they want that man who they know isn't a qualified father to pay child support when you knew he was this he was this way before you decided to make a baby with him. Okay. But he don't want equality. Well, you know, the man doesn't want to pay child support. Oh, no, that's not right. That's not right. They want equality. Well, you know what? When a woman gets divorced and she makes more than her husband, she has to pay child support. Oh, no, that's not right. That's not right. That is the mindset that of a feminist. Equality with no responsibility. You're equal to a man. Okay, that means you could fend for yourself. That means you're going to do the work to be able to fight a man who's strong, who is basically stronger than you. Okay? Feminism is a fantasy, okay? It's really a fantasy at times, too, that women want to be equal to a man and everything. But when life hits, they want a man to help provide for them, help protect them. And women on office jobs will talk a whole bunch of mess about being equal and stuff, but will still want a man to open the door for them, still want a man to lift the water bottle to put in the water cooler. Ridiculous. Okay, I know you all are going to think I'm bashing, but the thing, the reality, this is what feminism, they, they, they say things, but don't want to practice what they preach. Okay, if she really was down with feminism, that man hit her with a brick, she's going to fight back, pick up something else, or she's going to claw and fight that man until he's on the ground. Or go down swinging. Okay, female warriors wouldn't even want feminism. Okay, they didn't want that. They wanted to be able to fight and learn how to fight men, which means they would also have to change their bodies to be able to fight men. Okay, just like the Dahomey warrior tribe, they had to augment their bodies, put themselves to rigorous training to be able to fight men. Okay, of course they lost because they had their knives and guns against rifles is not going to work. You know, knives against rifles is not going to work. Okay, but hand to hand they had because they augmented the body. They went through the work. Okay, this is why feminism does not work. 
is not applicable to real life situations. Somebody say like, she have friends. She have friends there too. How come her friends didn't jump in to protect her? You know what I'm saying? Like, how come nobody, like nobody was questioning the fact that out of, you know, 20 plus people, nobody step up to help her. That alone says, that alone says something. You know what I'm saying? That alone is something. Out of 20 plus people, not even one person, not even who her friends, not even her female friends, not even her male friends. Nobody step up to help her. Why? Because everybody knows that's what she wants. That's what she looks for. It's for the attention. It's provoke people to get a reaction out of people. And like I told somebody earlier, like she got what she wanted because now she's basically famous because everybody's literally talking about her. Like that's literally what she wants. Like and and even and and even like for the people that don't know her personally, for the people that don't want to believe me, even if you just did a Google search or a Twitter search and just look at her old YouTube, uh, her old videos, all she did was trying to provoke people to get a reaction on the people. That's. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can say I I don't, I don't believe her. I don't believe him. Okay, this is really. Some I don't know, but what do you guys think? All right, anything you want to know about this channel in the description box? I'm on Spotify, Hard Talk Radio, Live in 4K, Rumble, Radical Thoughts 791, and um, that's about it. Anything like I said, anything you want to know about this channel in the description box. Later. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Okay.